This is Music Mentality with Angie. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey everyone, welcome back. My name is Angie, she, her pronouns, and today we have a special guest on the show, Danny, he, him pronouns. What makes Danny so special, you may be asking? Well, many things. Danny is my singing teacher, but believe it or not, he's actually a lot more than that too. Danny has been playing piano since he was seven years old, and ever since then, he has dove headfirst into the music industry. From being a singing teacher to playing backup keys and vocals for three days grace, he has seen a lot of what the music industry has in store. He's here to talk about his experience in touring and being away from home, how manageable the music industry is, and what talent means. Are you born with it? Do you create it? Stay tuned. You can find Danny's music on all streaming platforms or type in dannyrosenower.bandcamp.com. Hi, how are you? Hey there, Angie. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for being here today. So I kind of just want to jump right into it and ask you, you know, like, where did your relationship with music begin? How long ago? And why did you stay within music? So I started playing piano around the age of six or seven. And since then, I never stopped. Music made sense to me as a kid. And from there, I just somehow it seeped into every part of my life and work and everything I do revolves around music now. So you say music in general now. Why did you choose piano and how did it like later expand into singing? I know that yeah. you're saying, right? Piano was the gateway instrument. <laughs> uh, it's probably the best instrument to get into music with. I mean, I'm biased, of course. <laughs> um, but yeah, I realized, hey, I can probably sing too and make my own music. So from there, that just made sense. And that evolved to teaching music and producing music and so on and so forth. Yeah. Did you always get the support that you wanted from your surroundings, whether it was family or friends, when you did choose to pursue music? I think people always did kind of support it in general. I mean, I've not everybody. Not everybody gets it. But in general, people do sense that you're doing something cool. And so just in seeing my friends enjoy, uh, you know, hearing some live stuff yeah. or just hearing new tracks, that, that sparked that sense of approval, mm-hmm. I think. So what was your biggest challenge in the music industry up until today? How to choose. <laughs> mm, yes, a lot of challenges. <laughs> I think in just generally getting the music out there. Like not even making the music, not even that. 
Uh, the creative process is easy. It comes naturally. But promoting, getting the music out there, publishing is not as easy as all that. So how do you do it? Like, how do you approach a solution to that challenge? <laughs> well, to invest in it. And we're a bit of a production house and just do it all by ourselves and to the best of our ability and hope it works. Yeah. I'm glad that you mentioned the idea of being like a one-man band and then you kind of went into working with your wife. So that's like two different avenues there. Yeah, well, I'm a one-man band when it comes to producing everything and my wife is, yeah, is is my my better half uh, in terms of videos and she sings too. So she comes in and does some other cool stuff like that. Yeah. But we have to be thinking like a one-man band when it comes to promotion and stuff and then yeah i do that a lot of a lot of that by myself i have to think like that is what can i do by myself and it pretty much means i have to do everything <laughs> so artwork and and promos and, and emails and newsletters and the mixing and the mastering like just pretty much everything you can think of yeah so that's kind of what i meant by that but you do have yeah. experience working with other people right yeah yeah, how's that experience? Do you prefer working with others or do you prefer working alone? I'm kind of my own boss. I like that. I like being a freelancer and a musician because I get to make my own schedule and decide. And as a producer, I kind of am just taking that role over the project. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, working with others is what I do and as a teacher also. Like what about working um, with other artists? Yep. Um, I work with all sorts of other artists of other artists and it's it's great because i get to try out so many different genres especially like when producing um anything from gospel to i just did some world war ii musical stuff and (laughs) so interesting hip-hop obviously and just could be anything actually so working with other people obviously you have to like dim down your creative differences just because you know like you don't have that same freedom as you do when you're working alone even though working alone could be more a lot more work mm-hmm. so do you how do you how do you kind of like cope with the fact that you have to i don't want to say dim down your creativity but you're not as free with it because you know you're working with someone else and you're taking it upon their ideas as well do you enjoy that like how do you get around that it's different when working with other artists it's not nobody ever should dim creativity in general but you have to find a way to work together and find a way to realize the artist's vision mm-hmm it might be kind of limiting sometimes when people just want to, you know, get a good pop song and maybe that's it. And you're trying to do something, yeah. maybe a little more creative. Oh, but yeah. you kind of run it by them. You you, you you run ideas by your artist and you, your client. And you're just, if they don't want to do it, well, you tried. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you've, you've pursued a lot of avenues in your music career. Like, for example, one of the things that you've done was tour. What challenges came out from touring? I toured for a few years. Uh, touring was interesting. Touring is kind of everything that you think it is. It's long. It takes you away from home for a few weeks at a time. And that was maybe the biggest challenge. I enjoyed it, though. I enjoyed traveling a lot. So mm-hmm. I liked it. But yeah, I toured with a band called Three Days Grace, playing keyboards and backup vocals as a touring member for like six years or six so. Six years. Yeah. So... How often did you come back home? It was different every time, but we would be gone for like a few weeks at a time. So it would be known to mm-hmm. last almost a month and then sometimes you take a break and go back again. Sometimes it's a bit more forgiving. It's an interesting environment. It's definitely not like your regular workplace. 
Yeah, it can be very anxiety that, that you That you kind of live and work together. You yeah. have your bunks and that's where you hang out and that's where you spend a lot of the time. Yeah. But everybody's got each other's backs and that's part of part of the culture. So in that, it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. You would know? you do it again? Oh, I would do it again. Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, COVID definitely does not help. <laughs> I would love to, to yeah. do something like with original material. I would love that. That would be cool. So if someone were to say, you know, like, I want to tour one day and perform, what advice would you give this person? Touring for a bit could be very refreshing. I certainly learned a lot from it. So I wouldn't recommend it. Why not? So where do you start? It should start? be a positive experience. Making connections. Making it. Yeah, that's really difficult for a lot of people, though. Yeah. You know agreed. what I mean? Like going to networking events or talking with people or like putting themselves out there. That can be really difficult. True. Yeah. So how did you do it? Craigslist. <laughs> Actually, I've never looked into Craigslist for music before. I got an email from Three Days Grace. They found me on Craigslist. They, they're like, hey, we like what you're doing. Want to join cool. our crew? We need a keyboard player. So I'm like, yeah. So and yeah, Craigslist. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, like touring and traveling, working with people can be really anxiety inducing. Um, especially because, like I said, we're like, like we both said, being away from home, being away from family, from friends, it can be a lot on one person, but music is still in every single part of your life, even though it could bring up notions of anxiety, right? So Mm. my biggest problem, for example, is that I love music. I do, I play music when I want to relax, but I also play music and write and do these podcasts and stuff. Um, as a means for work. So that's kind of when I start to bump heads with myself because I'm like, wait a second, I, I can't relax anymore because the very thing that I used to relax is what I'm using to work. So like, I can't necessarily relax in the same way as I used to anymore. So how do you deal with that if it's something that you experience? Yeah, that is exactly what you said it is. It's, a, <laughs> it's an issue to mix pleasure with work. Yeah. Uh, which it came up earlier, even when you asked me about playing piano, and I already started talking about work and how it seeps yeah, in. Yeah, that's true. Because I can't help but kind of see it that way. And yeah, I even from an early age kind of knew that's what I wanted to do and built it, built, built it up that way. Mm-hmm. So that it can, it can have some issues with, you know, feeling anxious and feeling mentally. Exhausted. Not, it, mentally exhausted is probably an appropriate term because that we use a lot these days, it seems. <laughs> but yeah. mentally exhausting can mean, yeah, exactly that, that you have put in a certain amount of effort and you've built a certain amount of expectations. Um, and so by the time that you may have seen that it not working or blowing up in your face enough, it stops being fun. And then you are, um, you might not want to do it just for fun. You're like, ugh, working on a song doesn't sound like great i'll give you an even better example is singing it's hard when you're not in the mood you know it's gotta be fun if it's not and you are doing it for work but you know you're weary of it yeah it will seep in and the next time you're supposed to just enjoy and lay back and sing somewhere or jam or whatever you're like i don't want to do it anymore i had times in my life where i didn't even want to touch a piano yeah oh my god i definitely resonate with that like especially when i feel like i failed something like when i failed my 10th level of piano i did not touch my piano for like seven months after that because i was devastated and i was like screw music i'm not like i'm tired of it i don't want to do it anymore i was like 15 or 16 Mm. years old but there's that yep 
Yeah. So how do you kind of like refine that fun or that passion or love? Do you take a step back from it? Do you, you know, push through it? Do you work through it? What do you do? That's really the central, most important question, right? Um, There's a lot of things you can do. You can take a step back for sure. Um, I know it sounds simple, but taking a simple break and just a breather from that feeling of, ugh, can I just not connect it to these negative Mm. feelings of work or whatever and just enjoy it maybe later. You also mentioned something earlier, which is just simply enjoying music can help, like not taking an active role, but just listening and enjoying. That brings me back. Yeah, like being Sometimes, a student again almost. Like Suddenly I'm inspired and just a listener and I kind of want to maybe go back and make music again. Like that can be a trigger. Um, this could, there could be lots of things that will help. One of the things that people always talk about is like it's so important to take a break. But hmm. we never talk about how long is that break supposed to be. I understand it's definitely different for everyone. For someone a break can mean like, I don't know, an hour. For someone else a break can be a month. For me it was seven months. Like breaks are so different depending on the situation so what does break mean for you i think break means a very specific thing for me if we're talking specifically about mental health is that you find yourself in a place where you don't necessarily control you you start kind of feeling let's call it negative feelings about something it might not even be reasonable right you need to you need a break from that you need to realize that tomorrow you will not feel this way tomorrow is a new day maybe this evening is a new day you might have some bad days, mm-hmm. um, but just the fact that you will go in a different direction, feel differently, um, even in 20 minutes from now, might just relax yeah. and if you're angry or frustrated about something, like go outside, take a breather. I think for artists, it's a really interesting balance. I mean, I feel, without complaining about it too much, that we work for something for a long time without knowing what the reward is going to be. You've got to create an album, whatever it is. Any artist, really. Uh, author writing a book or a filmmaker making a film. You don't even know if people will like it, right? Or if it'll succeed. Or it'll, worse of all, be heard or seen, even. Like, I don't know if that will happen once I make a music video. That's another source of anxiety, right? So again, mm-hmm. you just got to <laughs> stay No, the- Absolutely. Stay on the ball, which brings me to, yeah, it brings me to ask how to avoid it and what good advice to give to someone. I don't always have any answer, but. No, I don't think anyone really has like the answer. Mm-hmm. It's kind of difficult to say because there's a lot of different answers. A lot of it's like trial and error, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, that actually brings me to wondering what do you think the most important thing to keep in mind is as a music creator or as a touring artist like what what is something you should always keep in mind there's a couple of different categories there um there's if you're your own if you're a creator that makes original music keep your value in mind do you know what i mean i guess that's true for like you said even a touring musician never forget your own value would maybe be my first thing even to my own self right I feel like that might be lost sometimes. Like I might feel like what I'm doing is not worth it or is not worth the time. But that might be for the wrong reasons. Like there's this thing, for example, we keep talking about with with my wife Lani. She, you know, I would tell her, listen, why are we working on something for three weeks 
when we can just post, you know, a picture of our dinner on Insta <laughs> and get more probably engagement and comments or whatever than the video you worked on for three weeks. And that's a toxic question because like, oh man, it's hard to even deal with that because yeah, it's true comparing. in some ways. Yeah. So it's easy. It's easy to get sidetracked like that. If only I had a cute puppy, why would I mix a track day and night and have nobody listen to it because they don't even understand what it is, right? So, <laughs> Which actually happens. Like, well, I post why? a track and that's not the same as a cute puppy picture, right? Absolutely. So how For do you answer that question then? For the weirdest reasons, right? For the weirdest reasons. You should not forget that it's weird reasons like the algorithm, right? That might make you think that what you're doing is not worth it or it's mm -hmm. not good or people don't like it that's not true at all maybe you just haven't reached the right audience that's true that's true there definitely is like especially when you're doing something so niche or you're writing a song that isn't necessarily pop or mm -hmm. especially exactly then you're you're doing something because it's creative not because you're trying to please somebody and you're not doing favoritism you know, that, can be, favoritism. That, can that can be so hard that can be so hard like exactly my first instinct is exactly like I, whatever I do, why am I doing it if it's not pleasing other people? And but, you have to ask that because you're an entertainer, you're a creator. You yeah, have to Yeah, you're doing entertain. it for other people. But at the yeah. same time, the reason you chose this path is because you love it and you're yeah. doing it for yourself, right? You don't want to be redundant either. You do want to be unique and original as well. So how do you find that balance? Well, start by realizing that, yeah, your value is you as an original, unique creation. What you do, nobody does. You yeah. know? My friends focus on, you know, possibly kind of really unique, weird little things that only they do. Like my body has a aquarium channel. I don't know. Maybe no, somebody's into it. You know, I, I'm like, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Checked out his work and he builds aquariums. And somebody, you know, yeah. not everybody's going to enjoy that. But don't forget that it's got to hit the right audience. I feel like you... In the arts industry, the most one of the most important things is exactly what you said to put into one sentence is to really be yourself mm -hmm. and trust that version of, well, trust who you are. Mm -hmm. Because like, if you're not yourself, then you're imitating other people, something that's already been created, something that's already been listened to and heard. And, you know, if there's so much repetition, then mm -hmm. how far are you going to really make it? You got to make sure that even if you're, for example, there's a lot of pop songs out there or there's a lot of rock songs out there whatever it is whatever you put out there you got to sprinkle a little bit of yourself into it because otherwise it is the exact same thing and like just because i don't know making this one song work for this one person doesn't mean that it's going to necessarily work for you because you're not that one person you're you're you so yeah. like you really got to be afraid and sorry you got to be really um you really have to trust yourself to not be afraid of yourself mm -hmm. is what i meant to say yeah um yeah one of the other things that i kind of realized is a really important thing about being an artist and mind you like i'm not a touring artist by any means i just like making music for myself but like one of the most important things is to know that you're always a student and to always be a listener because like i i listen to music 24 7 there's always music playing in my house whether it's like classical music or rock music or punk music or pop like music is always always playing because you're always learning from it too and you're being inspired mm. by those artists and you're learning from their journeys and their lyrics and their stories and that's like a, such a beautiful thing to know that you're being connected with these people that you don't even know just through their music and you're learning simultaneously mm -hmm. so like you're always a student no matter how professional you are right absolutely i'm always a student i learn from teaching also i learn so much from yeah. my students 
Yeah. Yeah. How do you like your teaching experience? I like it. I like um, learning from them, like I said, and that makes me a better singer, I feel like. Piano is fun too. I love teaching piano. Um, Just to yeah. clarify, you teach singing. See, I teach singing and piano. Yeah. Yeah. Those two. Oh, you teach piano too? Yeah. Very cool. And I guess a little bit of theory or recording, that kind of stuff. Whatever really you want to learn. Yeah. Yeah. I mainly do work with other artists, um, students of all ages on their songs, original songs, and or just on style, technique, that kind of thing. So since we both agreed that we're always students, what's one thing that you really want to learn and have not yet? I would totally, if I had all the time in the world right now, would get a drum kit and mm. just get into that maybe. <laughs> drums. Oh my God. I love it. I wish or, I could play yeah. the drums. Right? <laughs> That's so true. Um, is there any regrets that you have in terms of music making, touring, the people you work with, your own music? Any, do you hold any regrets? Huh. That's an interesting question. Major, I'm, I'm happy I'm doing it. I'm happy that I chose it. It's a challenge on a daily. But any regrets I may have should probably stay in the past. I'm sure there's some that pop up right now that I'm thinking about, you know. But I don't feel bad about wasting time. It's okay. About wasting time. Uh, Was wasting it wasting time, yeah. time? No, you learn, you know. And then, there you go. You learn from that. Um, but back to what you were saying, and it seems like to be the underlying question is how to deal with all this stuff. You know, touring, how to deal with that mm -hmm. uh, kind of crazy lifestyle or working with other people or trying to release music or doing this a kind of unconventional thing i think the answer to all these questions is balance balance i mean if you can find that balance right it's funny that you bring up the word balance because i kind of want to challenge that opinion with a post that i read the other day that i'm not even sure if i fully agree with but it uh -huh. was an interesting take basically the post talked about how balance um I think it's from the holistic psychologist or something on Instagram. That's where I read it. But balance basically isn't always not great because imagine a teeter-totter. It's If it's just balanced and it's stable, it's not going up and down and it's not fun anymore. So in life, it's a, it's not necessarily about finding that balance, but it's about finding the... In, it's about finding the joy in the ups and the downs and like mm. welcoming it. So but that's balance to me. Is it balance? Because <laughs> if you're all the way up, you want to stay up. But when you're down, mm. you want to go no, back up. No, see, like that doesn't work, right? You just said that, actually. Yeah, I agree. It doesn't work. You just work. said that. The ups and downs is literally part of it. So that would be balanced because you have the ups and downs and you don't just stay up. So mm -hmm. that is kind of, that sounds like a well-measured balance to me. But I guess what I mean is, yeah, when your challenges like, like mental challenges... Uh, with taking a break or just taking a step back, that's kind of what you need to do is to find your balance. To find your balance. Uh, you could be doing something for too long, you know. I find myself just needing to take a step back. Yeah, absolutely. If that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh my God. Yeah, it absolutely does make sense. And for you, taking a step back again, how far back? <laughs> how how long? Hopefully not too long. Hopefully not sometimes too long. I Going say, back around to that. <laughs> sometimes I say I'll never do this again. I want to quit everything, and that's not necessarily how I feel at all. So you yeah. work through like a lot. Like you, you feel a lot when you work, and you're vulnerable with music, and that, that a lot of challenges come up from that, and. 
disbalance, disharmony, and then balancing again and finding that balance and then devoting your energy into that balance, which can often lead to feelings of regret, not necessarily re- not necessarily regret, but feelings of regret because, I mean... It leads to anxiety for sure. Like, it, I mean, yeah. I, sometimes things are crazy. You, I end up working with all kinds of different people from all over the world, really. So it, you never know what's going to happen. Are you so, able to share your craziest story? Oh man, I was <laughs> I was just telling my wife I should start a blog just for that, <laughs> just for crazy stories. So you know, it's always unexpected. It's not a nine to five job. My wife works in a film, so her world is even crazier. Don't even let me get started on that. Uh, but just the world of a freelance creator is like that. But that's also kind of what we like about it because you said your own schedule. Like I said, I think it's really important to be your own boss. Um, we all worked for other people, probably, but that's a nice goal to have, I think, for me anyway, Yeah. is to make my own decisions. So in that way, being freelance has actually quite a bit of uh, positives to me, advantages, yeah. I mean. Oh, absolutely. Me know? too. I think being a freelancer is one of the best things. But one of the things that people say to encourage others is, oh, why would you work a nine to five? Like you said, when you can make your own schedule and be your own boss. But what a lot of us forget to mention is that it's instead of nine to five, you're going to be working basically like 24 hours. It's a lot of work. Mm -hmm. You're constantly thinking about your industry, your business, your work. What are you going to do next? How are you going to do it? How are you going to approach it? That hectic nature of it makes it wish you wish sometimes that you had a nine to five. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. So There's that again. Yeah. And then like. (laughs) The lack of promise, like sometimes you'll be Mm -hmm. working and you don't necessarily get the reward that you want. And then you devoted 24 hours, seven days a week into it. And you don't get the same reward as someone who did work nine to five. That's right. And that is also hectic because it's not promising anymore. There's no stability. You're you're on shaky grounds every single day. It doesn't likely relax as much sometimes. Uh, The industry itself is kind of a mess. I'm sorry to say. (laughs) If I'm talking about music industry, of course, or some other entertainment related mm-hmm. the arts industry entertainment it could throw some curveballs your way oh yeah so you gotta just hustle and be ready for that and i guess it's not for everybody so when we say curveball mm-hmm. is there one specific curveball that comes to your mind right away like what's your biggest curveball that you did not see coming i wouldn't say anything was that unexpected there's no surprises i knew what i was getting into but when you say okay Sort of. Not yeah, really, I was going to say. I was warned. How about that? People told me, don't be a musician. Are you crazy? <laughs> um, and don't let your kids be musicians. I've heard that. And I laughed in their face. And now I sort of know what they're saying. But at I the same time, do you regret it? I what they were saying. And at, the so- and at the same time, I don't really regret it. No. Oh. And I don't know if I'll give the same advice. But you should know what you're getting into. Yeah. You should know about the kind of weird balance that you will have to find. So what are you, you getting know? into? Can you dive deeper into that? You're getting into very hectic kind of uh, ups and downs. <laughs> it's going to be a roller coaster of, yeah, God knows what. Because it's music industry. It, there is no rule book. Mm-hmm. There is no, sometimes no, there's no work positions. Yeah. That even have a name. But you need to know you're getting into something so, 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 so unique. And you would have to carve your own way. Yeah. And, yeah. (laughs) Well, there's a lot to say about that. There's a lot of warnings. It's rewarding in the sense that it could be a lot of fun. You can do what you like. 
and again I love controlling my own schedule and it can also suck because you will see that there will be no profit or reward exactly for you and your original music because that's just you it might be fun for you but others yeah. don't see the value in it and in something you might not necessarily expect something really commercial or whatever that is profitable and that brings us back to like do you here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You do what people want you to do. Like I could be doing covers all day. Yeah. Or That's working true. on my own original stuff. Again, I better find a balance. Maybe yeah. do some covers. Something that people want. And then put an original out. Yeah. Knowing that the covers will always get more views, right? So we're talking a lot about the lack of reward. Yeah. And very little about the reward. Because I know it's very rewarding. You know what I mean? But why would you do it as employment and not a hobby then? And I'm challenging this. That's because interesting. Because I don't even know the answer to that. I know that I want to do this as a career, though. It always <laughs> takes me somewhere I don't expect. It's always like you expect maybe that you'll sell a song or succeed that way. And then you get nothing. But then some person hears it somewhere and hires you for something for them completely unrelated. And suddenly that's your work. So I do it for that. For the unexpected connections that you make and... Um, well, I met you, for example, <laughs> through music, and you do it for that, and you do it just to do it. Yeah. And again, where you expect to succeed, you might not at all. Yeah. 
but it might lead to something or a job or an opportunity or a meeting. It also might lead to something that you love even more that you didn't even know existed. So yeah, that's kind of why you do it. Yeah. So what was your most rewarding um, part of your career? Like, do you have one moment that you, it's the I made it moment. Have you ever had that (laughs) I made it moment? I think I've really, really early on, it might be not the ultimate moment, (laughs) but really early on, I just had this random piano piece online, like a YouTube video. And I sent it to Jordan Rudis, who I think is like the best piano player on the planet. Probably he's the He's part of Dream Theater, keyboardist for that band. And he just praised it and like left comments on it. And so I'm like, wow, oh. my, my musical um, influence has approved me. So <laughs> I, feel I felt like such a stamp of approval. I'm like, okay, I can, I can work with this. I can make more now that that it's happened. It's crazy how like these artists and heroes can have such a huge effect. Like I'm yeah. thinking back to a similar situation where like I... Like, my favorite artist is Youngblood, and I did, like, a piano, um, not cover, but, like, uh, on TikTok, I just, like, did a piano video to one of his songs, and he liked the video, and I was like, oh, my God, (laughs) I'm the best. I'm going to keep doing this. (laughs) Yeah. And it's, it's such crazy validation that we get from people who, I mean... Sure, they're famous people and they have mm-hmm. like all this influential power and we give them a lot of that influential power. But like at the end of the day, they are just people. Just I remember like it was a boost. Me. It felt like a very good boost. Yeah. Um, I actually very much um, encourage my students and, my, and my, the artists I work with to send their music to their favorite artists. It's a thing that I tell them to do because you never know. And it's kind of interesting what happens. And it's more than once this happened now. Um, and it's nice to kind of get approved, even even though it's some experimental thing you did. And here's someone who understands. And it's actually someone you listen to. So that gave me a reason to continue, for sure. Mm-hmm. So yeah. a lot of the people that I talk to, and I'm like, th- this kind of prompted me, like reminded me of it. A lot of the people that I talk to, including myself sometimes, they seek perfectionism before they're like wait i can't put this out i can't send it to my favorite artist or whatever because i need to perfect this first and then and then they keep working on it working on it working on it and then Mm. they never find that perfection quote unquote because i mean does that even exist is there such thing as perfect so what what is your advice when someone says "Mm, not yet because i feel like i'm not good enough yet i feel like kind of i feel like there's an unconventional response hiding in here somewhere. There, <laughs> there is something that's, well, at least close to perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Why, why, why don't you like not stop until you settle on the best possible version of your song, for example, is not easy. I, I beat myself up for tracks that I finished too early and tracks that I might should have maybe kind of done differently. I don't know. But once you did it enough, once you do it enough, I uh, think you get into a professional mode of I know what's best and I know when it's done and you should not stop until it's done. And then one day it's done. You can Is always, it though? Well, do we ever reach that or, one day where it's done? Or you can remix it later, like almost like leave that open. <laughs> um, but yeah. Mostly, you can you can achieve that. Um, it's good to know what it is that you're aiming for. That's, again, one of the biggest challenges, one of the biggest balances you have to hit. Not mm. only do you have to maintain your song's original energy, for example, 
which might have been achieved in like 10 minutes just you jamming and playing to it you mm -hmm. gotta hold on to that at the same time have amazing production and all the that value yeah. and the sound and everything right yeah good luck <laughs> yeah no i actually i agree with you to a certain degree and the reason i say this is because i find myself you know sometimes i'll start a project and i'll be working on it for a really long time and i'll be working on it for months whether it's music related or school related whatever it is i'll be working on it for months and then i reach a point where i'm so exhausted of at looking at it even if i've taken a break already that i'm like wait this sucks now i don't like this anymore mm. and then i'll trash it and then i never end up reaching that place And then I realized, you know, something that I do in just a couple of days ended up being better than the thing that I kept editing over and over and over again. So I just got to like trust the process, trust myself, trust that it's good and push it out there. Just put it out there, make it happen. Mm -hmm. Be almost impulsive about it because otherwise mm -hmm. I'm never going to push it out. I'm never going to make it happen. Keep up the momentum is how I would say it. Keep, mm -hmm. Don't slow down if it if your process is working on a specific thing and redoing it that will help like demo it then just completely come back mm -hmm. and completely restart it uh things like that i think are really helpful and it just makes me think of certain artists who have just folders of unfinished stuff and i'm like no see that's a no-no for me really yeah no you should not have that you should finish your stuff i'm pretty sure you know i think I mean? it's taylor to swift to some degree <laughs> To some degree, because I'm pretty sure it's Taylor Swift who like writes down notes or little song lyrics and then she'll come back to it like six, seven yeah. years later and be like, wait, I like this again. And then implements it into her new music. I don't know if it's Taylor Swift or not. It might be someone else, but I'm pretty sure it's Taylor Swift um, that I learned that from. So I do that too. I have some songs that I held on to for exactly one day before I called it quits and finished and it's all done. And then some that are still maybe over 10 years now just been in the vault so you do have unfinished work oh well <laughs> but that's but that's because i'm still working on it so okay i see what you mean so a project can take I didn't you ditch several it. i years. did not ditch it if i do if i do ditch something that's consciously that's because i decide okay it's no good maybe i'm done with this okay but uh <laughs> some of yeah uh, the up-and-coming young artists i work with or something they they tell me they're like listen look at this folder with 50 tracks that are none of them are finished And I think it's nice to have a goal and, and know when it's perfect and know what it is you're trying to do. Uh, you, one can dream, one can plan. Absolutely. Right? Set your goals. Goals are good. Say someone thinks that pursuing the music industry or pursue, they love music, they love the arts, but going into the arts is unrealistic. What, would you, what advice would you give this person? Unrealistic in terms of work? Or unrealistic in terms of can you do it? Oh, let's take both avenues. Let's start off with work. Yeah, um, that sounds like the the advice that I got when I was young, and the people who told me it's unrealistic. Watch out! You're going to be a musician. Good luck with that. That's an unforgiving world. Well, again, they're right though. Are they? Yeah. It is an unforgiving kind of world. There's just tons of issues that you're going to run into. But when you say unforgiving, you're relying on external validation. What if you just forgive yourself? You are relying on external validation as an artist, whether you like it or not, because it's your, your entire reason for existing. What's a musician without an audience? Why can't you be your own audience? Yeah, well, you can't be your own. I mean, you can. <laughs> But that's not going to be enough for most people, especially for work, of course. Uh, yes, you can play 
you know, on your own and for fun. And that's a wonderful thing to do. And sometimes I just sit at the piano and enjoy. But on your own would be but a you hobby know, at like, this point. It sounded like you're asking about the whole package deal of being an artist for real. That's true. I mean, right? again, when you're getting paid for it, you, you're going to have to please other people. Oh, yeah. Can Can't escape it, actually. And you will not be feel rewarded without a listener. You feed mm-hmm. off the audience, right? Who are you going to... If you recorded something or performed something, it must have been for someone. That's sad, though, because growing up, you know, one of the advice that I always hear is stop caring about what other people think. You know, the core of that advice we all know is you should not think too much about what other people think. Yes. But at the same time, where does that advice begin and end with should you not care about what you do that it affects other people? You should care, right? Maybe. So if you do care about your own actions that affect other people, doesn't it mean that you do care what they think? So I guess when we're but talking... But that yeah. said, sorry, is artists, oh man, I don't know how you avoid it. You kind of need to form an opinion. Comments matter. Um, feedback of your work matters, especially to beginner artists. Uh, reviews of your album... Okay, but you, you suck is not them. feedback. Oh, that's not very good <laughs> feedback, yeah. Yeah, that's definitely... You don't want that. You should not care about that. <laughs> yeah, because that's, that, that's personal it. at that point, and that's not something you should... What if you do suck? That's also part of the problem, isn't it? Music, music and art is so subjective, you can't even say what is sucking, really. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you can say most people agree, for example, that singing mumbly or singing out of tune or something like that is just like 99% people would not like it. So then maybe that's what sucking means. So what if somebody wants to actually give me feedback about my vocals or the way I recorded something or said something? Find me that person. I will love them. I will listen to everything they say. Mm-hmm. Not enough but people do that. Actually. Saying like, "Oh, you're mumbling too much, or you're off pitch." I feel like that's um, that's not the same thing as you suck because yeah, you can, not. yeah, because like nicer. that's just something you can. You must find a way to say it nicely. Yeah, you must find a way like, to hey, say like, it like you can work on. The, I don't know. Like you're my singing teacher, and right now, as of right now, I do feel like I suck. But like, it's not necessarily sucking as much as it is learning what i need to change and how to improve you know it's an interesting balance also uh me as a teacher it's a little bit easier for me i just warn my students i will pick on you and then (laughs) that's yeah that's how they learn i guess comments on the internet can be very much uh not helpful that way because yeah who asked for your feedback then again i welcome feedback and i just wish there was normal more honest uh kind of approach there you should not be scared of it too much. Take yeah. it with a grain of salt. Maybe you do suck. It is music. People will hate what you do. Yeah, it's like impossible they to escape will. the hate. I feel like if you're going to pursue this field, be prepared that people there are going to be mean and don't take it personally. There is that. You should take feedback, but definitely not the mean feedback. Not the mean feedback. Definitely a constructive criticism it's not is easy. important. Yeah, it's not easy. You submit your music sometimes to like submit hub and uh, websites like that. And you have that option where you select, would you like feedback? And the feedback they send is all over the place. Sorry, what was all the website? All over the place. SubmitHub is a popular website, which lets you submit to blogs and publications and things like that. And it's it's a bit of a mind game. Like it's one person will tell you, your vocals are awesome. Your production needs work. And then literally five minutes later, you'll get an email from another decline that says, your it's the other way around you know mm, so what do you do you just realize that they don't know what they're talking about 
<laughs> but then you still wish you had somebody that gives good feedback. What can I say? Uh, listen to your friends. Don't just say good job, but actually listen and be like, listen, have you thought about, you know, not sounding weird in this part or something like that? Oh, so that, however, that isn't very non-specific say, feedback. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a good example. Yeah. Uh, no, I have friends like that, actually. They will pick on my vocals. They will pick on some weird sound that I chose. Uh, and thank God, because I need that. Yeah, but then sure. again, what if the sound that you chose is something that someone else would absolutely love, but your friend doesn't? Right? It's such a hard balance to strike. It is a hard balance. Like, how um, do you not get discouraged through all I of that? I know what my opinions are. I try to separate into, yeah, what my taste is and what I think is just right or wrong. As a producer, I think I get to make that shot a bit more, that choice a bit more. Because, again, things like some things I feel like everyone would agree on. This chord would be better than that chord. Yeah, <laughs> and like then being off pitch or whatever. Where it's yeah. like, wait a second, but here's another creative chord. Mm-hmm. Like, there is good and bad, but there's also gray areas and lots of options. Oh, yeah. Okay, so then that goes back to the original question that we said that we would take both avenues on. What if someone says, I really want to do this, but it's unrealistic because I can't play piano. I can't sing. I can't do the drums. I can't. I can't do it. What do you mean can't? Have you tried? What if we've <laughs> tried for a year and it's still not working out? If you honestly tried and you, you know what? Not everybody's got a musical ear. I have met people who are tone deaf. It's, it happens. It's not for everybody. Uh, you can probably find things still to enjoy and to learn and to do. Maybe you won't be singing, but there'll be something else. I guess it, in, in, it, it depends who's asking the question. Have you ever declined any singing students? Yeah, the one time that now that I'm thinking about that one student and the example I'm thinking of, it was a student who was like, you know what? I can't help. I'd rather not waste your time. That can because, be harsh. That can be because, hard. Yeah, it is hard. He understood, actually. And somehow it was okay and he enjoyed what he could. But I also kind of felt like lesson was going nowhere for a long time. <laughs> so we had mm. to stop. But uh, How did you approach that situation? Like, how do you he, put he that nicely? More, he, was, he was the one kind of asking, you know, am I making progress? Yeah, it's like that with music, huh? It's so subjective. It's yeah. so, so, so third person is how i like to put it what does that mean what i mean by that is can you look at yourself from the side completely do you know how you sound how you look how you appear to others that's what artists really need to know i'm thinking of that first round in american idol where you know they got the worst possible singers and you just end up you're asking yourself what can't they hear how they sound so do you think they can or if can't? a person like that will ask you that question that you ask me like i'm worried would i ever do well in music is this something i even should be considering know, be open to mm. like put myself out there and yet yeah, it really depends who's asking that and what their attitude towards is is mm-hmm. and when they say they're trying did they really practice and try more than five minutes kind of have to have some patience a good work ethic, more or less, and a sense of creativity in other senses. Like for singers, you have to kind of not be tone deaf. Unfortunately, <laughs> there's definitely a requirement there. You know, it's yeah. I'm wondering if there's like maybe an alternative route that you can take to still succeed. I always never want to say, "Listen, you'll never learn," because it's not true. You will learn something. It just might you, take you, a lot you, longer. Yeah, 
it might not come so easy to some everybody's very very different and it's interesting enough to know that we are way more prone to be musical and sensitive and creative when we are kids actually we are born with perfect pitch apparently really yeah and then we lose it at the ages yeah like if you develop it as a child it can really grow interesting and i'm like wanting to do more research on this at what point did i lose my perfect pitch and why did i lose it (laughs) don't quote me on it but i did read an article where we're kind of born with it said we're born with perfect pitch and then we all lose it at the age of three or something so babies are a bit more prone to having a very clear (laughs) sense like that and then you can develop it Wow, I wish my parents put me into piano just one year earlier because I started at four. I wish I started at three so I didn't lose it. <laughs> I'm just grateful the music was all around the house, house at all times when I was a kid. So maybe, that's just good. maybe that's what did it. I don't know, or helped tremendously. Oh, music helps you so know, much. Just being around it all the time. So it's funny that you say you're always around music then. So whenever you're going through a challenging or turbulent point in your life do you turn to listening to music playing music like because you were raised with away from making it producing it and uh, promoting it and just listening to it absolutely that's never bad music is always nice escapism do you have like an anchor that you usually listen to like someone that you always come back to and that like any artist any genre even uh something uplifting music that makes you feel better Mm -hmm. something not too angry hopefully Interesting. Like uh, interesting. Vampire Weekend mm-hmm. or Bo Burnham's new album. It's actually kind of maybe sad at times too. <laughs> but um, something powerful, something refreshing like that would be nice. Muse or Regina Spector or mm-hmm. or Aurora. Yeah. Or, I don't know. I can name another hundred bands right now. It's funny that you turn to uplifting. Like whenever I'm sad, I like to turn to sad music because I feel it's like more relatable yeah. and i'm not going through something alone but then again music is so different for everyone so when you're sad a lot of people can listen to uplifting music because it will literally help you uplift your mood like yeah. i cannot listen to sad music for too long i will get sad yeah no oh yeah it will it will make me sad actually that's yeah. why i said bo burnham and immediately regretted it because although it's a comedy <laughs> album that i was just listening to I'm like damn there's a few sad songs on that thing oh absolutely a lot of artists like to write um about different activism that they care about and that can come off very dark sometimes very risky do you mm-hmm. ha- do you have any risky music i guess i should say i write about a lot of stuff that i feel and mm-hmm. sometimes i just write about uh, obsession with music or that's valid i mean that's what you're feeling right yeah or i have a song about breakups which kind of based is based on real people you know stuff like that from uh from my life is what i like to write about yeah, I was going to say, actually, do you write about your personal life or do you ever ta- also write about what you see around you, like someone else's experience? Both, yeah, both. indirectly, yeah. Maybe yeah. you don't name the characters you're talking about, but you do capture the feeling. It's crazy how much music is like storytelling, huh? It's a cool way to say something, right? Yeah. It's very much storytelling, yeah. yeah it's very poetic. Maybe without a beginning and end, but sometimes. But Sometimes still. there is a beginning and end, and you're sometimes right. sometimes there is. Yeah. It's, very, it's really In- interesting. Songs are not really... Alert. There's no... And they lived happily ever after the end. Just kind of... Yeah, I'm like thinking off. of a few songs that like kind of try to make an end, but it's a very yeah. tragic end and it's really sad. I think it's by The Cab. Hmm. No. By... Nah, I don't remember. Doesn't matter. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> song names. Um, what's your song? Like, what's your 
song, your your best one that you you that that resonates the most with you? I really like the song "More Love" that I did for my project Lani and Danny, um, where I sing with my wife, and um, it's just kind of a poppy love song actually, but <laughs> but I really like it. I think it's got a cool message. Why is that one your go-to? I don't know. I feel like it's the best song I've written. I feel like somebody else should sing it actually. So why somebody else? Like a nice, famous, or any any other cool <laughs> artist would 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 make it um, sound good. You know what I mean? But it that's already sounds good. That's kind of why I like it. I just like it as a song. What about? And yes, I agree. It sounds good already. <laughs> Is there we any have three songs? version of it already? Three versions? <laughs> yeah, I just can't stop oh, redoing wow. it. Oh wow! Is there any version that you like best? Uh, yeah, the original one, I guess. Oh, okay, interesting. Um, is that also the song that kind of carries your most personal, I guess, message? Like, is there any song that you hold close? Uh, your most vulnerable song. That's the perfect word. Do you have any song that holds the most vulnerable message that you want to deliver? Huh. I guess it would be the song I was thinking of earlier when I said it's a song about breakups. There's one of those. Mm-hmm. holds a bit of a meaning for me mm-hmm. not necessarily even a relationship but you know co-workers friends that you let go of mm-hmm. so i am thinking of a few people in my life and that song becomes personal yeah i still like playing it though what's it called gotta be honest gotta be honest interesting it's it's really interesting how you say breakup because um you know the first thought that comes into my head is a significant other but we go through so many breakups in our lives and we do not give those other breakups enough attention. Mm-hmm. We Are always talk about significant other breakups. Yeah, no, it's other people. You got to let go off sometimes and sometimes it's for the best. That's yeah. what that song is about. Um, how can listeners find your music? I am everywhere on Spotify and YouTube uh, where I make videos and I really like Bandcamp. That's a cool platform mm-hmm. where... My discography is there. Yeah. What, what's your handle? Oh, Danny Rosenoyer. <laughs> it's just my name. Same as my artist name. Okay, perfect. Well, I'm going to wrap it up here. Thank you so much for being here today. Is there any last words you would like to add? Rock on. <laughs> to all other artists out there, working hard, don't stop what you're doing. Find a balance and find your voice and know you're not alone. You know, you're... Although you're a small fish in a big pond, you can swim anywhere in a pond. You can go and Mm. reach new people any day and don't get stuck in your small environment, in your small community. Reach out, expand. Yeah, know your value. Know your value. Uh, Anxiety will be there. I can't imagine being an artist without that kind of. I think we all go through it at some point. I yeah, it's it's funny how you say your anxiety is always going to be there, and anxiety does lead to art. I was actually talking to my friend the other day about that. Like, I almost feel like I have Stockholm syndrome with my anxiety or my depression because, like, these sad feelings, these difficult feelings, these challenges lead to such beautiful art. And I'm scared that if I am not anxious anymore, if I'm a happy person, I won't be making good music anymore. I won't be as artistic anymore. Hmm. I don't have that worry. Ah. I don't have that worry. I will remember the things that happened to me and when i am in a calmer state maybe i will write a song about it i don't need to be in that state to be inspired Mm -hmm. not at all 
Good. That's good, really good. Good stay will inspire you. A calm, nice, chill day where you just want to jam will inspire you. It's a good point. There's you inspiration everywhere. To, I don't think I need to rely on um, negative feelings. I know they can be really strong. But that's not exactly inspiring. More like stay strong and, and look for the good. And mm. it can be challenging. I'll let you know if I figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> I would love it that. It can be challenging, but... Yeah, follow your dreams. Also, don't forget to have realistic ones to some degree. Yeah. The dreams, your dreams might be not what you expected. I think I think reality is whatever you make it. I don't think there's really such thing as unrealistic because unrealistic comes from the idea that what like what is realistic is conventional to societal societal norms, and you might not necessarily fall into those norms, and that's okay, and that could be deemed as unrealistic but reality is whatever you make it in your head and just follow that reality mm-hmm. yeah you'll figure it out yeah you'll figure it out <laughs> you know uh act with some sense and don't forget to have dreams anyway it's, it's hard for me to give this advice because i followed my dreams too and it didn't always lead me to where i want to be but yeah i went i experienced it and now i'm here you know and we get to talk about it Absolutely. It's an interesting journey. It is. It's really interesting. All right. And I'm going to wrap it up here. So thank you yeah. again so much for being here today and sharing your experience. It was very insightful. That was really fun. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Of course. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And if you're an artist and you've got a story to share with a passion for music, please do reach out. Whether you're just starting out or you've been in the music industry for years, I would love to hear your story. Follow me on Instagram through my handle at Music Mentality with Angie. Or email me at musicmentalitywithangie at gmail.com. Finally, a huge shout out and thank you to the amazing editor behind these episodes, Aileen Tamer. Thank you so much for listening and see you next time.